Welcome to the Steroids Podcast with your host, Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. The Steroids Podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Now, for the first time in bodybuilding history, you have someone with no corporate interests and no obligation to please anyone, not walking on eggshells to not offend. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the information, the whole information, the whole truth, not a full truth and a half truth. Full truth. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the keys to the Lamborghini, gives you the information, and lets you decide what to do with it. It's a crime this information has been suppressed this long. Now let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Steroids Podcast. Dan, the bodybuilder from Thailand here. Today's episode, I called up a friend, and he's a big bodybuilder. He's a cut-up bodybuilder. Uh, he's got to remain anonymous, so can't say who he is, but I feel like at this point in the relationship between myself speaking to you guys, the listeners, um, it's enough for me to tell you guys that, you know, this is somebody that, you know, he he's at a development level where you guys, most gym goers are going to think, um, you know, that would be my ultimate goal is, is to, to look you know, something like that as a bodybuilder. Okay. Um, so his specialty is having gone through the normal steroid cycles that everyone uses and then switching over to not using testosterone in his cycles. He, he prefers to use, uh, DECA and equipoids as bases without testosterone now. So we have a great conversation about, um, a very open, candid, uh, conversation about high dosage steroid use, you know, the real dosages that bodybuilders are using when you see guys and you think, wow, that guy is, is jacked. You know, you go to the gym and you think that guy is seriously jacked. And, uh, you know, I wonder what he's on, you know, we're able to talk openly about this in this conversation. So you're able to hear him and I have an honest conversation about, you know, what it's really like to be a bodybuilder and use steroids and a really cool angle um, from someone who is doing things the old school way, you know, before the internet, um, you know, once the internet has gone here, you know, now it's basically illegal in bodybuilding culture, you know, to not use testosterone in your cycle, but that's not the way it always was. Actually, that's the way, not the way it traditionally was, um, bodybuilding as we know it, um, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, and, uh, even part of the nineties, you know, testosterone usage uh, was very low dose or non-existent for most bodybuilders. They were using DECA uh, as the base of their uh, cycles, and, and they were doing that without testosterone. So this is something that if you've only grown up um, and you've got all your steroid education from the Internet and learning about steroids um, from the Internet, you would be shocked to hear this, um, that, you know, that that's the way that steroids were always traditionally used to build all the golden era physiques, et cetera, uh, was without testosterone, um, but using DECA um, instead of testosterone and using no testosterone with that. So that uh, that's the way it was. I mean, I'm not going to go over that and, 
you can do that own uh, research for yourself in order to know that. But um, yeah, that's the way that bodybuilding always was until about the mid 90s, the early 90s, things changed. Uh, so enjoy this episode of the Steroids Podcast, guys. Well, uh, yeah, I started listening to you a, a while back. I was doing some uh, PD coaches coaching for a for a company, and uh, anyway, uh, multiple people, the ones that were interested in uh, more than the the how do I do self prescribed TRT, the guys that were mm. interested a little bit more kept on saying your name. This is probably a couple years ago, and. Mm. Uh, that's where I found you. And I was like, Oh man, somebody's speaking the truth. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's weird too, with all the, the coaches out there that it like no one does still. It's, it's almost bizarre. Mind blowing. Uh, everybody, everybody. Oh, well that's, that's pretty heavy. I don't. <laughs> and you know, it's hard to tell somebody what's heavy for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. without seeing you, without knowing you, I can't tell you what's heavy for you. I, you have to tell me what's heavy for you. Yeah, well, the fact that anything, uh, if you say 1,000 milligrams or above on the internet, it's just oh. like you get this shock reaction. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you say it in person a lot of times, you get a shock reaction because of that, too. Uh-huh. People... You, uh, it, you, 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 when you, yeah, I guess you're right. If you do discuss that, like in a gym or something, people will be shocked. Yeah. Cer certain people will be shocked. I, uh, you know, I've personally found that there's a sweet spot for everything and, and, you know, depending on your goal too, but, uh, I, I find that there's a sweet spot for me that sometimes differs from other people drastically, but the, I have certain sweet spots and I've tested those sweet spots, uh, dramatically yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you know what it different different compounds seem to have different sweet spots too where where uh one compound you can really you know raise it up into thousands of milligrams but then other ones they kind of do better around most compounds do really well around a thousand milligrams it seems like that if if you run anything at around a thousand milligrams you get pretty much the full characteristic effects sometimes it can get stronger if you keep on going up but it's a generally good dosage to see what something does. You know, on some of these solo cycles, I've found something else to be true that for me personally, to meet my estrogen needs, I'm having mm -hmm. to go up to around the two gram uh, mark uh, when I do it's the solo. So when I'm running like an EQ solo or I'm running a, a DECA solo, I'm having to go higher with it. In uh, a couple times where I combine the two, I, I could split them both about a gram and get near results. But uh, I've noticed that I'm going closer to two grams with them to get my estrogen to where I need it. Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, so with the with going up like that, because they they uh, they aromatize uh, equipoise and deca into that weaker estrogen, the estrone instead of the estradiol. Uh, exactly. So so you have to run the dosage up pretty high, huh? In order to get enough estrogen. It, it totally. I think of it like. Uh, I want to meet my sexual needs. I want to meet my emotional needs. I want to meet my growth needs. And to get there, you know, I want that special little number. And when I when I go for like a non-sensitive test, my mm -hmm. my estradiol will read just you know you'd be shocked how high it reads. But when you go for a sensitive test, it'll show my E two is real low and it's my E one that's real high. Mm. But uh, are are you a, a big aromatizer on tests? Do you create a lot of estrogen from it? 
brother, I mean, at, at 200, I'm running AIs. Uh, okay. when, I, when I go up to a gram, I'm running aromas in a day, every day. Uh, yeah, I can switch it up to a Remedex, but it's the same thing. I don't like a Remedex in the same way. Uh, Remedex, it, you know, there's there's so many things you have to worry about it health-wise, where Romacin has a lot less side effects. It doesn't affect your HDL, LDL in the same way. Uh, and well, it's great. Feels good, too. And it's steroidal. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it can be like a, a light anabolic in women, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I've heard that. But uh, I, I I like it better. But whenever I whenever I did, then another issue I had with it is uh, when I had my when I'd come off cycle, I'd start coming down from a gram. I'd have these giant estrogen blooms afterwards, and I would be I would be fighting it with Letro. I would be doing everything you could for you know roughly seven days when the bloom quailed. But uh, I would fight it and fight it and fight it, and I. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was getting my pro- growth potential when I'm sitting there for eating all those AIs, and you're paying for all those AIs. They're not cheap. That's one of the most expensive parts of the cycle. Oh, yeah, and, and not to mention it just makes you feel like something is wrong when you're taking – like, say you're taking – I'm about the same estrogen-sensitive as you. So if I was running 1,500 milligrams testosterone a week and I wasn't using Letro as my AI, I'd have to be taking two or three uh, milligrams of a of Arimidex per day, or same thing with Aromacin, which it just doesn't feel right taking all that. It feels like something is wrong psychologically. Totally. But what I've noticed is, so I, I, I've spent the last year just completely taking test out of my diet. I just, I just uh, literally exactly a little over a year. So uh, the end of February last year, I quit test altogether and I mm-hmm. gave it clear time as I added an EQ, dealt with my balloon. And I've done no test in exactly a year now. So uh, I've experimented with a lot of things. So my main one, I started with my EQ cycles <laughs> and uh, going through those. Uh, Did you like EQ back when you were using testosterone and then you decided, um, I'm just going to try this without test? Man, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I had issues with, so EQ, DECA, everything I did with, with test would have caused my test to aromatize harder. So if I threw EQ in there, all of a sudden I'm fighting with even more AIs and the people are like, you know, you hear the bro science of, uh, oh, that doesn't aromatize. But the E1, in my opinion, at least for me, you know, and everybody's different, but the E1 mm-hmm. would cause the aromatization to just to skyrocket for me. So all of a sudden I'm eating even more AIs than before. And, and also with, when I added in any kind of nor. I would be fighting progesterone issues. I'd be sitting there cabering it up. I'd be doing, you know, if, if I was pramming, just depending on whatever it was, I was going full bore trying to, trying to quell whatever was going on at the time. Yeah. So when I switched to EQ, I, I, I instantly knew a difference. So my first EQ cycle was EQ, DHB, and Tran A. And, mm. uh, no, no flare-ups, no AIs, no nothing. Just, just a clean, real beautiful cycle. I got real vascular. Uh, I felt like the DHB. I always feel like DHB makes me tired. I don't know. Uh, I just you know what? A lot of people have questions about that one. I've used it too, and I wasn't too impressed with it. How how much did you use in that cycle? 
Uh, that cycle, I was running 700 a week. Okay. I used a similar dosage. I was using about 700 to a gram per week. And like, it wasn't comparable to the strength of the trend, right? No, not at all. I, and I don't even, you know, here's how I think of it. And, and, you know, I might be thinking of this wrong, but this is how I think of it. You know, you think of a DHT coming from test and it's at a 500. And then you think of a, a boldenone uh, the same way, you know, uh, as far as how anabolic it is. Like if it's, mm -hmm. if it's, uh, uh, if it's going down from from a boldenone, you know, and some I, I've read in different places because you read different values, but I've read in certain places it's around 200. But how it acts in me, I don't necessarily see that. I see more of the vascularity, and I get more of the drive. So I notice that my cardio goes way up. Okay, cool. Right. But the the anabolic effects or the recomposition effects, you're you're not seeing that so much from it. I didn't, and you know, I didn't take it very high. So, I uh, well, seven hundred. I, I mean, not a lot of people are taking more than that with the DHB. Yeah, I. Uh, but you know, you to see sometimes to see something's full effects, you gotta kind of touch the ceiling and pull back and uh, to, to to really see how you're gonna react. You know, I uh, find your ceiling mm -hmm. and. And pull back, and you're going to kind of get go okay. But you know, I had a hard time doing it with that cycle because I had Trin A in it, and I had it at the same dosage. So uh, mm. a lot of my beautiful benefits from that one were kind of the overshadowing. Same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I switched from that one to the EQ mast, uh, and I left some Trin A in there, and I went to Super Draw. Uh, That's a cool combination. I'm I'm a Super Draw a lover. Uh, you know, it's like people, the best steroid. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. People, you know, it gets such a bad rap and people are like, oh, it's so liver toxic. I, I have blood work from it and uh -huh. you would not believe how good my blood work was on Super Draw. And, uh, really? Really? I, wow. I will send it to you, man. It is, it, you would not believe it. And uh, I, I just what it does to me overall, I, I, I almost can't compare it to something. It's its own. Yeah. It, it, I, it's that it's like trend, but milligram per milligram, it's stronger and it doesn't have the weird sexual effects. It doesn't have the weird dreaming. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's another one. When I ran that with test, I would uh, I would have uh, issues with with my nipple sensitivity and I would assume it was uh, prolactin related. But, oh, you're uh, getting that from Superdraw. I was getting that from Superdraw as soon as I took. As soon as I took test out of the situation, I haven't had any sensitivity to anything since. So in the last year, I have had nothing like that. Mm. You, you know, I was one. I was wondering uh, with the when you were running the the EQ, uh, how much? And actually, I have this question too. With when you've run Deca Solo, is do you have to take more than like a, what would be a TRT dose milligram per milligram in order to have like a normal functioning sex drive? Because on testosterone. It's like 200 milligrams and, you know, sex drive is fine. It's optimal. Uh, but with the, uh, with the EQ or the DECA, do you, is 200 milligrams not even going to come near cutting it? No, I, I haven't. I, well, I'll say this with DECA, I didn't try 200. I think, uh, uh -huh. I think my floor started with a uh, five there. So where I started my, I like to titrate up, titrate down. Mm -hmm. uh, but I started at 500 with that cycle, but, uh, it, and it it at first I did have issues when I started my deca cycle, so I 
I didn't really have issues until I had a D ball in with Deck, and then I did get Deck a Dick for a little while. And uh, but other than that, I haven't. Other than when I had a D ball, I haven't had Deck a Dick. So even when it was uh, Deck and EQ, uh, nothing. It didn't give me that effect, which you know it also leads on to my thought that EQ and Deck are both lean on the E one side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then D ball definitely brings in a very testosterone type of estrogen. Super strong. Super strong. See, it, you know, a lot of people say, you know, a, a lot of people do get good uh, sexual effects from D-ball, but then there's another subset of people who do not, who get uh, kind of a negative uh, sexual uh, effect from D-ball. Uh, I, would, I would say actually my, myself, uh, one of them, I, uh, erection's definitely not as good on D-ball as when not on D-ball. I agree completely. What I found is... Uh... I started at 50, and I actually worked my way down on that. So 50, and by the time I found a sweet spot on that, I think I was taking like uh, 10 milligrams twice a day. And I, I had really good effects with that at that lower level with D-Ball. But, uh, it's it still, works great at that dosage, and you can I use know. it for a long time. I agree. And I, I have blood work from that one, and you would not even know I was on gear. You would look at it and go, what is going on with this guy? Mm-hmm. I agree with you that that uh, D ball, you know, uh, pretty much everybody's running at 50 milligrams. That's that's the really common dosage for D ball, 50 milligrams. But it's that 10, 15, 20, 25 milligram range, you know, maximum up to 30, where you get those really uh, extreme anabolic effects that it gives and uh, strength and everything. But you don't get that uh, really bloated, thick skin uh, effect. Yeah, it really shines at that lower milligram, I believe. I, I get a really neat mental effect from it, which I don't think I get from many other things. I get it from test, I could say. But uh, I get a really neat mental effect where it puts me in a really fantastic mood. So, <laughs> Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of people say that. Uh, one of my friends here in Turkey uh, just started deep ball, and he was, he was saying he, he remembers again you know, what it feels like because as soon as he started it, he was feeling that. Yeah, that positivity. Uh, yeah, I liked it. You know, when I when I went over from uh, my Q, whenever I so in uh, August, I decided I was going to go back into sizing uh, the show I was trying to prep for. Got canceled because of COVID, and uh, I just went full bore back into adding size back on. And uh, that I I kind of thought this through, so uh, I knew I didn't want to. I was nervous about the Deca only because in in past when uh, when I my TRT is four hundred test four hundred Deca. And then a couple different orals, depending on the time of year. Uh, cool, cool. But I, I, I would get deck a dick at four hundred with test. So mm -hmm. I, I was, I was kind of scared of it. Uh, Therefore, with or without, with or without caber. Either way, I, I would just be fighting it. Okay. it, it you add caber, and I'd be fighting it. You take it out, and I'm still fighting it. But now I'm having other issues. So. Uh, okay. I just had constant issues with it. And I actually got so nervous of it that I spent about a year just sticking it, you know, as it, as it came in, I'd just stick it in the drawer and be like, well, I got some really good pharma deca for something. And, uh, oh, you just stopped using it. I just stopped using it there eventually because I, I, I got sick of fighting it. And uh, when I, so I kept on, I, I, I like old school bodybuilding. So when I look at things, I'm not the guy that I believe genetically is going to be a 300 pound mass monster, but 
I, I can look really tight and I can give that bubbly muscle if I want to and I can do certain things. But to get that, I like I like the old school look. I like the Mike Mitzer's looks. I like I like looking at guys like Tom Platts. I like that. Oh yeah. I like, I like that body style. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like that look. That's what yeah. everybody likes. It, you know, there's only a very small subset of bodybuilder people that like this other, uh, you know, uh, science lab look. But, no. but when when you, when you see the the old school bodybuilders type, that's the kind of thing that you, when you see that in real life, you go, "Damn!" It, it just blows your mind. Yeah, it looks. It, it, I mean, it looks uh, unnaturally natural. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, looks- yeah I do know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like it. So I started, I, I listened to a lot of Tom Platt stuff and I found some really neat old school Mike Metzer stuff. And I, the, the stuff everything had in common was that they weren't test guys. And I I loved it. I, I was like, man, if they don't need it. And I listened to a whole little speech Platt's gave about, uh, about it. And, uh, you know, he gave his reasons, which, you know, aren't my reasons, but I, uh, to me, I've always looked at, for me, because of how test aromatizes, I've always looked at it as like a pro-hormone in my body as a pro-hormone to E2 or a pro-hormone to DHT because for me, it's just flying through the testosterone stage and I'm fighting everything else. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's oh. just, it moves. What did, Pl- what, what did Platt say, by the way? What, why did he like it? Well, Platt's uh, felt like it was more anabolic, so he, he felt... Like, uh, when you were going to use things, you should look at less anogenic things. And when you're going to run a cycle, you should look at less anogenic things and go into more anabolic things. But uh, right. from from what I could tell, too, he was a, a deep ball guy. And that's something Metzer had in common with him. Uh, yeah. uh, so Metzer, I actually found somewhere we were they were talking milligrams. And uh, there was one talking Metzer, I think it was around 2,700 on his deco. Yeah. And yeah, I saw that. I saw that one too. And then later in life, I saw one where he was doing MPP around nine hundred. Uh, so, and you know that that's him as an older man. But, uh, <laughs> and that yeah. might have been per day. You know, he said per week. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> wasn't I mean wasn't he on meth during that time too? You know, so yeah, you, totally. You know, yeah, you know exactly. He's what not I a moderate. He's not a moderate man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll leave the best part alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah but uh, you know getting that look you know it was something that that you you look at and you're like okay so that is a no test look and you you look at it and you know everybody looks everybody thinks of deca and they think wet you know it's it's the instant thing Mm -hmm. everybody thinks they're like oh this is gonna be wet gains i'm gonna lose my lines i'm gonna but i i feel like you get that from the conversion with estrogen so, uh, and for me, it's how E2 hits me. So without the E2 in me, I, I keep a tight, a tighter look with it. I look full from inside, but my skin still keeps that look. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say that my growth hormone doesn't help with that a, a good deal. Uh, mm. do you get water retention from the growth hormone? Uh, I mean, even with pharmaceutical grade growth hormone, uh, I, I mean, that's one of the, main effects really that come on uh at least using it with testosterone never used it without testosterone is there is a uh, water retention uh certainly especially above three ius a day yeah I, I get slight water retention uh as long as i keep my water real high i usually don't hold water terribly uh 
I do get slight water retention though. I, I do fight that when, when I take, when I take out my growth, you can actually see it go down, but I also hold a lot of, okay. uh, a lot of water intermuscularly with, with growth. So it gives me a, yeah. it helps with that bubble look that I like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a young bird anymore. I'm 36. So, uh, I get so many benefits out of growth that, I mean, I don't look at it as a, a way to get big. I look at it as, as my growth as a way to stay healthy. Uh, more of my recovery side of things. You hear people talk about, oh, uh, yada yada with getting huge with growth. And uh, I, I don't think growth makes me or makes you huge. I, I think there's ways to make growth make a person huge, but uh, I don't go down that way right now. Yeah. Are, are you talking about taking the big bolus shot post-workout versus taking it throughout the day? Well, I do take mine throughout the day. Uh, I think if you're going to get huge with growth, you'd need to uh, look at IGF-1 factors. Uh, I think a lot of times when people are wanting to get huge with growth, they're going to add insulin. They're going to be look at, uh, they're going to look at the different analogs of insulin. They're going to look at the different types. Uh, there's different types of insulin, of course, that would work different ways and would affect it in different ways. Like the long, the long insulins, when you lay them down, uh, they can increase IGF-1 output by 30 times. And, but all analogs don't work the same way because none of them are insulin. They're all analogs of insulin. So none of, you know, short insulin, R insulin, uh, they're, they're all acting differently. So, uh, 30 times, man, which one is that? That's insane. I know. Lantus, look it up. That's Lantus. Okay. Okay. That, you know what? I was going to guess that. That I was <laughs> almost expecting that to come out of your mouth. Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Me, I'm a big metformin fan because I like to, you know, especially when I'm in size, I think about my blood sugar and I think about longevity. So I'm a metformin fan. And also, I don't think it affects where I'm going with my growth and where uh, some people are. I, I'm not worried about if it shuts down any IGF-1. Uh, I, I put enough in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, with metformin, I did a lot of experimentation with that, too. I used, I used uh, at one point, I used nortotropin for a year straight. And uh, during that year, I was experimenting with metformin a lot. And I really noticed that the difference in the metformin effect from 1,000 milligrams a day to 2,000 milligrams a day was right. enormous. 2,000 milligrams per day, I was getting effects from metformin that was similar to like adding anadrol into my stack. I 100% agree with you. 2,000 milligrams is my sweet spot. Nice. Same experience. Yeah, I loved it. And, and I, I keep that currently in right now. That's something that if I'm uh, doing off-season and my carbs are extremely high, I'm going to have my metformin. Mm -hmm. It really adds to that uh, ball-shaped muscle, uh, extreme pumps in the gym, too. Exactly. I take it out in the summertime, but I, I like that stringy, uh, real tight, paper-thin skin and look in the summertime. I like uh, – and uh, – I, I hold lean, so in the summertime, I like I like to show it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what what do you what do you do uh, to? Well, I guess you, you said your metabolism is so fast. You you uh, have you have to eat seven thousand calories a day. So I guess uh, being lean is absolutely no trouble for you at all, brother. I, I can actually diet on like last last summer. I was dieting on forty eight hundred calories a day. Uh, <laughs> so, and, <laughs> People were like looking at me like I was like gonna waste away. They're like, "What?" I I literally had a buddy be like, "Man, are you gonna be okay?" 
He's like, he's what the heck? And I'm like, brother, I feel good. <laughs> uh, but man, uh, after you added in growth hormone, they, your metabolism must have just been on that, another level. What before growth? I, I mean, I was probably uh, on a on a big bulk. I'd probably get up to maybe four to eight hundred. After uh-huh. growth, just changed my world with that. Yeah, yeah. It eats. <laughs> it eats. <laughs> uh huh. And I'm also one of these guys that I don't get a lot of hunger issues. Uh, a lot of anabolics just make me hungrier. Uh, I if I take anadrol, it's you should tie me to the you should tie me to a post because I will eat anything in sight. Uh, just just wow. an uncontrolled. And, and the only one that actually gives me issues is D ball. Uh, I take D ball and instantly I am not hungry for anything. That makes you nauseated, huh? I I wouldn't say nauseated. I just stop thinking about food. Got it. Yeah. I'm not really sure uh, where it is. Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to actually. You mentioned a while back in the conversation. Sorry to move back to this, but. Uh, you sure. were mentioning your your equipoise and uh, and mastron cycle. I I was I was just wondering how that went. If you could go over that, but you know that was uh, I'm glad you went back to that. That's actually my favorite cycle of all time. Uh, it, it, that's actually what I used to diet last summer and got my just the best results I'd ever gotten. Uh, and uh, as far as it, get, it goes, the best look I've ever seen. I, I had people non-stop come up to me and go man you are trend out of your gourd and i wasn't touching it it was just well i had uh eq masty and anadrol my uh eq was at 21 my mast was at 14 my anadrol uh was at 700 and, so you're, you're taking 1400 uh mastron per week yep that's a really interesting dosage because that's the dosage that when they uh, invented Mastron, prescribed it for breast cancer. That was the dosage they gave women to combat breast cancer. So you were taking a uh, prescribable by doctor's dosage there. That's exactly where I got it. That's where you got it. <laughs> that's, that's where I got it. <laughs> Man, you were still well researched. This is fun talking to you because because it's like a, it, it's like we can really relate to a lot of the yeah, things I, they're saying. I enjoy that. That's why I enjoy your show so much. You know, I, I'm at the point where I don't. I don't always learn a whole lot unless I'm hearing somebody that knows a whole lot. So I, I can listen to most things and it's just, you know, uh, it's fun, but it's dribble. When I listen to you, I can actually sometimes pick up on things and be like, okay, that's a really good way of looking at that. But you, you have to find somebody that can speak your language. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Yeah, so the 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 Mastron and the Equipoise, what, what about sex drive on that? Was that what, because Mastron... 1,400 milligrams of Mastron should make your sex drive outrageous. But, okay. I, you know, I've used Mastron without uh, testosterone before. I just used Winstrol, Mastron, and Proviron together, and I had a horrible sex drive because I had no estrogen. And then, um, and then I added in testosterone, you know, and you know, every time I use Mastron now, it's like I take 300 milligrams a week. Sex drive is outrageous. So what, what was that like with, on the because you had the equipoise at 2100 so you were getting some estrogen i would say that uh my sex drive uh rarely goes low I, i'm uh i'm like a a 36 year old rabbit <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, it, that was no different on that one uh, she would have to run away from me <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, uh, it was that, you know, wake up like you're 16 years old and uh, just just as uh, uh, almost all I could think about. Uh, that it was, was like that. It was like that. One, that was one of the like uh, it, on my list when I when I wrote my I, I, when I get done with the cycle, I give myself little notes about it. That was one of the things on the detractors of that. That cycle <laughs> was over. Detractors, yeah. <laughs> OK, OK, yeah. That, you know what? That that doesn't surprise me because so it's the weirdest thing about the master on the way it affects your brain is it's like after you're done, then you're expecting, OK, well, you know, now I've got, you know, I don't know, at least tw 10 hours or something till I'm feeling like I got to have it again. <laughs> but you're talking 10 to 15 minutes and it's yes. seriously on your mind again. Yeah. Two hours feels like two days. <laughs> <laughs> And that, uh, so so the the equipoise together with the Mastron, then it created that kind of tremble and look. You were saying uh, was was this, there enough uh, fullness? Uh, I actually sent you a picture of it. There was there was uh, I had extreme fullness. I would say that my I felt in my opinion my abs flattened out a little bit. Uh, I could do things to pop them out if for like a you know a short window if I wanted to, but. Uh, mm -hmm. I think my overall look, but you know, I get the same thing from if I ran trend, I would have got the same flattered, flattened ab look at that point. Uh, but the separation I got, especially towards the end of that, was just gorgeous. And I can tell you that was the hardest one I ever stopped. I mean, as I was on that, I thought, man, maybe I should just turn this into my permanent TRT cycle or something. I enjoyed that one mm. just tremendously. Would you ever use it for a, a bulker or for muscle gain or just for uh, cutting looking good? Uh, you know, it, now that I've uh, gone both ways with it and I've, I've done the DECA thing, uh, my opinion's so changed on DECA anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm right now trying to figure out my summer stack right now, and uh, my opinion's so changed on DECA, I'm, I'm trying to figure a way to run my DECA through the summer and uh, get the look I'm wanting, but uh, my because you're not so, getting any water retention out of Deca. I'm. It, it's just the, the things I do get the cushion on my joints at my age, the 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 intermuscular water retention that's adding with everything else, kind of the, the triage I'm using with it. Uh, just everything's going so well with it, and, and you know another thing is the mental I get out of Deca. I. Uh, it is just a whole nother thing. When I would have DECA with test, I would almost get depressed. Uh, and, and I don't even want to say depressed. Mm -hmm. I get this cold feeling like uh, I just couldn't give a shit about anything. Like, you know, it, I knew I loved my wife, but I wasn't, you know, you, you'd get real cold about it. I knew I felt this way about something, but I, I'd get real cold about it. I wouldn't show anybody I felt that way, but I could feel it on the inside. And mm -hmm. uh, DECA by itself is a completely different thing it's uh it's like having control of all your emotions all the time and, and i'm really enjoying it uh or at least for well, me that sounds freaking freaking perfect having control of your emotions all the time that's something that everyone's basically looking for I've, that's, I've, that's why people use recreational drugs i've never experienced anything like it it's uh it, it's very interesting to me and i and I'm right now trying to trying to figure out how to bring that into to, to keep that going in my, my reality. Uh, you know, it's 
where where you know before you'd, you'd uh, lose your cool at something or something i have a real neat way of being real uh i can look inside real easily and go no how about we do it like this where before you know certain things would you you'd just you'd hit the right button and you go no i'm not doing that uh it really gives me a, mm-hmm. a, a an outside look at me so uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. There's, I think that's one of the uh, the best benefits of the deck only. And I, I honestly didn't get that feeling until I took EQ all the way out. So uh, with EQ in, mm. I did get, you know, I did have other feelings. But when I had, when as soon as I had the uh, EQ all the way out, I, I immediately started noticing a mental change. So is this now DECA completely with no other uh, male hormones in? Uh, it's, this is just DECA? Uh, yeah, that was just DECA. Since then, I've added in DECA Primo, and uh, then I took out the Primo. Or I, I added Superdraw with the Primo at the same time, and then I took those out and uh, put them to Anadraw. Really, what I've tried to do over this last year is find uh, what works best for me without test and you know, everything's so much different without Tez. So, like, everything that I thought I knew uh, it was only what I knew with test. So, uh, when I take out the test, everything acts differently. Everything feels differently. The results are all different. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of relearning me. Yeah. I, I, I think everybody that uses steroids can relate to that just because they know that when they put the testosterone in it definitely changes the characteristics of all the other steroids so what you're saying uh about that if you're relearning yourself without tests but you're still getting results and you're not getting uh, bad side effects because that's what most people are afraid of you know they, there's this internet culture that exists now if you learned about steroids uh since the internet has existed that you have to use testosterone there's no other way and if you go on a forum and say something about that not using testosterone, uh, everyone will scream at you and call you stupid. Uh, but but b- before the internet, uh, the way that you're doing it now was the standard way to do it the whole time the steroids have existed. Yeah, it was the base of everything. But uh, you know, how much before what, what AI? Before AIs, people didn't really use tests in the same way we do now. Yeah, yeah, mo- most people. Uh, used it in a very low dosage, or none at all, or none at all. <laughs> when you run the Deca uh, alone, what without anything else, uh, what dosage do you find to be the best? I, I what I've found is uh, I'm really when it's completely by itself. I like in between twenty one and three thousand. I've gone a little bit higher than that uh but i i'm i think 21 is kind of like uh where i'm getting enough estrogen to fill every need that i need i i don't have any issues uh if anything i'm probably as horny as ever and uh i'm thinking about it you know more and more but uh i think it's somewhere around 21 i i, I think i could start noticing it you know getting really good uh, above 15, but I, I hit that sweet spot between 21, and uh, when I go above three, I uh, I didn't see any benefits that I was I, I wasn't noticing. Oh, this is better at this. I wasn't seeing something and going, wow, this is just you know amazing. Uh, 
What about so, the the gym performance on Deca only uh, at that kind of milligram inch level above above two grams or so? Well, uh, my gym performance is pretty <laughs> outstanding. Uh, I work out with just some amazing people uh, at probably one of the strongest gyms you'd ever go to, and uh, and I'm on the pace with everybody around me there. Uh, with my deck only, I'm declining my 405 for 10, and uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel like my strength's up right now. Uh, you know, I, my strength did go down with EQ and mass solo. Uh, I did notice that I wasn't as strong as, you know, but my body weight was down and my carbohydrates were down. And, uh, you know, I know this has to be said, but uh, diet for me is just everything. So as I as I do all these changes, I, I, I form my diet to what my goal is at the time. But, you know, mm -hmm. strength for me comes with carbohydrates, too. So you put enough carbs in there and I'm going to be strong on almost everything. <laughs> Oh, really, really? Because, I mean, taking out the testosterone, uh, for a lot of people, that'll take out a lot of strength. That, that's kind of why I was wondering, is if, you're, if your strength wasn't being affected um, negatively uh, when you're on no, deco without a test. No, I, I can still, uh, my squats are still real high. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't noticed any of that. If anything, I'd say my strength has gone up. This offseason's probably been my strongest offseason, so... My strength has been stronger this year, and I probably made more strength gains this year. Now I say that out loud. Uh, my numbers have probably gone up substantially this year, and uh, I, you know, because of how I've done it this year, I've I've switched from this to this, trying to see the the benefits and side effects from different cycles with it. Uh, I've had a lot of time where you'd hit a plateau and then you change this and you break that plateau pretty quickly. So I, mm -hmm. I've had probably, you know, in the cycling of cycles, I've, uh, I've had a lot of just, uh, amazing strength gains this offseason. Man, the way you're talking about it, it seems like, uh, like DECA is like the, the best steroid. You know, it, two years ago, I would have literally told you I don't use DECA. Uh, and now I would, I'm starting to think DECA is the best steroid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's weird to say out loud it's weird to think but uh it, it's just for me it it seems to be working perfectly and uh you know uh in this i hadn't really paid attention to other people much but you know now i'm, I'm hearing that you know uh that there's a lot of people going deca only and i don't know what they're running with it in, uh, other fourth but uh i've heard there's other uh big bodybuilders going deca only and, you know, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, everybody has that, that theory of running multiple norms together and, you know, where that's going to Yeah, yeah, speak on that, yeah. And, you know, with test, I would agree with that. With test, uh, in, if I did generic growth hormone and I had uh, trend in there with test, I would have it. If, uh, if I did anadrol and trend with test, I would have issues. But now mm -hmm. that I've taken the test out and, and I'm uh, deca, uh, Decatrin or Decatrin Anadrol or just the different combinations I've thrown through there, I, I've had none of those issues. So uh, to me, that, that almost speaks to e, E2 being the cause of a lot of that, at least in my body. Yeah, like the, the testosterone mixing with the 19 nors and that's what's causing the prolactin surge or whatever. 
I've had no prolactin issues at all since I've taken test out. Even and no, if, no caber use with no, the high deca or anything. I I have just some amazing caber right now. It's uh, I, I I had it from before, and and it, you know I was like, oh, I'll go through this quick. This is such good caber. I hate that. And, uh, I've I've not touched it in a year, and every time I look at it, I'm like, that's saving some really good money right there. <laughs> huh. Wow. So that that got rid of that problem too. Completely, completely. And yeah. and what about the the mental effects then of like trend? Uh, because because uh, trend alone with testosterone, for example, has a lot of uh, aggressive effects, and you know, road rage. You're driving in the car and you're yelling at people. Uh, what? How is it with uh, with the DECA? Do you get the classic trend side effects when you combine that together? That's that's. I'm glad you asked that one. I should have said that earlier. Uh, with EQ, I got less of it. So when when I w- I did it with test, I would definitely get you know trend head. I'd you know, maybe go buy a new truck that I didn't need, or you know I'd do this classic stupid trend shit. Uh, mm-hmm. When I uh, when I moved on with EQ, uh, I would actually get overly nice until I added Anadrol. So, like, I, you know, if, if you were uh, talking something really nice, I'd want to put the patch on the back. Or I, I noticed that I was getting really, like, ultra nice with Trend, and I was like, well, this is strange. Now that, mm-hmm. I, now that it's with DECA, I can't even tell you I noticed something from Trend. It doesn't wear my body out the same. I don't lose sleep the same. I don't. It's it's complete. It's a completely different animal. Uh, I still sweat. Oh, weird. I, I still get a really neat physical effect from it, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't get any of the. I don't get any of the negativity. And if anything, <laughs> my spouse would say the same. If anything, now trend makes me uh, overly lovey dovey. So uh, it's almost like my body's seeing it as a estrogen or something now or an analog of estrogen which you know i've heard it shows up as that but uh yeah on the blood uh, test yeah on a blood test but it, it, i've never gotten that effect at all and now i'm like like a movie would come on when i'm running training like just the, you know, the climactic music and mind you i don't have any too <laughs> and uh it's the climactic moment and all of a sudden i'm tearing up and i'm like i'm like oh, i guess it's the trend <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so, so there's no not like a like a violent dreams or or so, or something like uh like feeling uh really irritable or uh overly socially aggressive and stuff. You're not getting those kind of effects now from the trend running it with Deco. If anything, I, I worry that I'm underly socially aggressive lately because of it. So uh, mm. if anything, it, it's uh, doing the exact opposite as the, the classic characteristics and what it's classically done to me. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm having to relearn everything right now. So I, I had a lot of I want not everything I know is bro science. A lot of it's you know studies, but uh, I'm having to relearn everything I knew. So everything that I thought I knew that and mind you, I I did head coaching for a long time, so. I would tell people, you know, oh, no, this is the rule with that. This is the rule of thumb with that. But what I'm learning is uh, this changes the rule of thumb. Mm. Yeah. It, it's a, it's like uh, you're relearning how to use uh, anabolics now uh, with this as the base. Completely. And, and I, I, 
after everything, uh, I'm starting to think that I'm going to just, I'm going to go full bore with my DECA because I'm enjoying it so much. That, you know, I, I know I said this, but the mental part of it is just, uh, it's overwhelmingly uh, satisfying uh, when, when I take everything else out. It's just, uh, you're just, you're walking around with such a positive attitude. And uh, I, I'm that noticing. That caught my ear. That caught my ear big time when you said that before. I'm walking around with a, everything I do. I'm, I'm coming at it with a different kind of attitude. Like, oh, this can be done. Or, oh, I can do that. Or, and before, I didn't have that attitude. So I, I definitely feel it. it's strongly the death of Mm-hmm. So, so what is the, uh, the, the best cycle then to do with, if somebody is going to be switching over to, or they're, they want to try what you're doing. They, they hear this and they're thinking, that sounds good. I want to try that. What do they do? Well, I, and then what's the best, the best? So what I've learned with DECA is uh, keeping my E2 out. So I think any DHTs with DECA, I've enjoyed uh, Mass with DECA. I've enjoyed Primo with DECA. Uh, they both give a really good look with DECA. I think mm -hmm. those are both good starting points with DECA. Uh, in seeing how you, how a, any person would react to to them with DECA only, and I think a lot of people are going to get the same result uh, as long as they can completely give it time to clear that that test out of your system. A lot of people are going to be on Cipionate or Nanthate, and they're not thinking of the twelve day clear time or fourteen day clear time. Which that's only half life, so really you could have the E2 in you for longer than that. Uh, but you're not thinking about that, and then they're going, oh, blah, blah, blah. But you got to give that clear time to it, and then give that deck of time to start shining. And remember that deck of takes a longer time to, to come in. So you could mm -hmm. actually give it a week clear time and then start loading in that deck of. Uh, according to where you're going to start. And they should be clearing and kicking in roughly about the same time there. And uh, I think anything with a DHT with it would be a great place to start for anybody with DECA only. I think going so on... Starting off with a stack then, uh, not just starting off with only DECA, but starting off like combining it with Mastron or Primo Bolin or Winstrol or something. Yeah, I, I, I say that just, just for uh, not knowing the person. So like once you know mm -hmm. yourself, I, I would try it with DECA only uh, and see where my milligram is. Uh, I personally found that the higher I took my DECA, the more I enjoyed DECA. So it was, uh, when, when it was at 500, I didn't get the benefits of Nandrolone like when it was at 1500. But uh, I, the mental effects were starting to just me know that I was doing something special around 1500. It, it hit me that th this is changing things. And the growth of it this year, uh, I just had some substantial growth. And at my age, you don't get growth uh, the same way anymore. You know, things slow down and you're happy with a two-pound year. And, you know, because two pounds changes your, your physique quite a bit. And uh, mm -hmm. you're happy with those years. So when you get a 12-pound year or something like that, that's something, that's something you pay attention to. Yeah. So uh, under, under like 1,500 milligrams then, like it – it's not so great. It, you think there's a strong threshold where you've got to be using it at a high dosage in order to get this great effect that you're talking about? Because a lot I, of guys are going to hear this and they're going to they're going to think, uh, 
oh, you know, I don't want to use more than 600 milligrams a week. And, and so are you saying like that won't cut it? Uh, I, I would say that would be for the person. Uh, what you'd be worried about that is getting your E1 numbers high enough to cover your sexual function for your E2. So uh, for, for me, I, I felt like I was uh, uh, hypersexual around 1500. So where, where it was like I knew I was on cycle and, you know, and also, but mind you, I'm an experienced user. So uh, I'm talking about physically for me. I uh, I would definitely start somebody and say you know six see where you're at at six or seven hundred a week, and uh, and also I didn't do this with NPP, so uh, I I'll say that I, I used uh, normal Deca. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mm. go to NPP. I didn't go the feel appropriate route. I I, uh, I used long Deca, so I, I I'm not saying that you could do this with NPP and everything would be the exact same. I haven't experimented that road, but I am thinking about that road. Yeah, I have one question. Uh, so a lot of guys that use high testosterone uh, go in a gram or above. Uh, over time, over the years, they develop some uh, prostate issues. And, and just guys on steroids in general. It's something that's not really talked about is, you know, uh, having to pee often or waking up in the night peeing often or having to, like, uh, really press to get the urine out, which is like the prostate being swollen due to uh, usually high testosterone, high estrogen. Uh, have you ever had any problems like that? And if so, uh, what, what has been the effect since you went on DECA only without testosterone? So uh, with uh, anytime I had Masteron, which I think anybody has done Masteron will know I'm, I'm speaking yeah. the truth. Uh, anytime I've done Masteron, I'll piss six times a night you know, while I'm trying to sleep. Okay. Uh, Prostate you know, from Masteron. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh I, I will pee like <laughs> nobody's business. Uh, I will get dry as can be. Uh, what about with DECA, though? Uh, with DECA? When you combine the Mestron with DECA, do you get the prostate issues? I I still I still have to pee more with, with uh, Mastron. With uh, DECA, I, my, my urine schedule is, I'd say, as normal as it could be anymore. I'm only peeing about twice a night. And that, I'm 36, so keep that in mind. And is that is that less than what you were doing when you were on testosterone? Oh yeah, when I was on test, I uh, I actually got to a point where I, you know, when I was over a gram, I'd have to force it out. So you'd you'd stand there and you know how you'll press on your lower abdominal and hold your breath. Yeah. You know, you know uh, and then stand there for too long and let let the last little dribble out. So I got that off yeah. test. I haven't seen that at all. <laughs> man, man, no one will talk about this shit. I'm glad I'm glad you're saying this. <laughs> well, it's true, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I've gotten oh. none of that off Deca at all. If anything, uh, I've gone, I'm, I've gone back to just you know, peeing like normal. And uh, if thank God, uh, yeah, and beautiful streams of it. <laughs> yeah, but my my water again, and you know, I, I know I said this multiple times. My diet's on point. I drink two gallons of water. I, I mean, I, I'm on point with that. Hmm. Which people underestimate with holding water and everything else, where your water intake should be, and what they should be doing. You know, a lot of people, oh, it doesn't do this for me or I have this issue. But what they don't realize, a lot of times it's diet related or it's water intake related. Or, you know, there's so many things that you cause your own side by uh, not doing what you could be doing. Yeah. 
But as you know, right. as you know, this is bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> you like those Instagram posts with the music. Yeah. This is bodybuilding. <laughs> uh, all right, man. It's thank thank you so much for uh, sharing what you have about uh, about your steroid use and everything. It's been really helpful. Um, is there is there anything else you wanted to to add for everybody to hear? No, Dan. I, I, you know, I appreciate your show. It's, it's out there for a reason. Uh, people need to hear the truth. They need to know that, you know, sometimes the effects that they're wanting aren't done the way that they're being told. And, uh, you know, people need to know that, you know, this is reality and this is not reality. And what you do is helpful to a lot of people with that regard. And, uh, you know, getting the bullshit out of there and putting a little bit of truth in the world. Everybody needs that. And, uh, people living in this fantasy world that, oh, I can do 250 tests and I can add 100 milligrams of this and I'm going to be there. It's just yeah. not reality. And if anything, yeah. it's it's hurting them. And, and they're not knowing enough. You listen to your show and, and the knowledge you drop on people, the, the knowledge that your book has, uh, the ultimate guide to roids, you know, these are things that change people's lives and actually can set them down the, the correct road. So when you're doing this, you know, as you if said, you would like uh, your questions to be answered, you know, knowing on what you're talking about, looking podcast, into it, uh, educating go to yourself, are, and leave a comment with and, your uh, questions. What you do really educates or a lot of people. And I appreciate email or Damn, private message. Thanks, man. Steroidspodcast yeah, at gmail.com or <laughs> steroidspodcast on Instagram. All right. Well, Until thanks next for time. coming on this show today. Hopefully, we'll be able to. Uh, have you back sometime. It was a good talk, man, and take care for the rest of the weekend. And uh, good luck with your, your bodybuilding. Good luck with your DECA and equipoise cycles. All right, brother. I'll keep you in touch on them.